Welcome to Get in the Herd, a podcast about addiction and recovery brought to you by the McShin Foundation. If you or a loved one are looking for real discussions about addiction, recovery, stigma, advocacy, and most importantly, hope, then stick around. Thanks for joining us. Now sit back and get ready for another great episode of Get in the Herd. Here we are. Hello, folks. John Schenholzer here at the McShen Foundation. We're another live and wonderful podcast today. I got some really cool people with me today. We we got five of us here. I'm going to slide out kind of early, but we were discussing who goes first. And I said, well, let's, let's go with the clean time, man. I still like that <laughs> phrase, believe it or not. For those who don't know me, I'm a person in long-term recovery myself from substance use disorders. I've been clean over 38 years, and I'm certainly not trying to separate anybody who's in a different pathway of recovery. You know, whatever your pathway is, cool by me. Um, I got Patrick, Jordan, and the award-winning Nathan and Alex with me today. Uh, this might be the last podcast I'll do, I think, till uh, the next year. So I wanted to give a shout-out to the folks in the correctional facilities that listen to this because you guys might not know, but we got thousands upon thousands of inmates all across America that get these podcasts on tape. That's cool. So everything we say and do here, we donate it to uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the tablet companies that provide services inside institutions, jails, and prisons. And uh, there's actually been data that proves if you're in jail or prison, if you spend most of your time on your tablet listening to educational content, uh, religious content, recovery content, you have a much lower recidivism rate than those that just listen to the old gang banging stuff and kill them and shoot them and whatever. So, Jordan, next time you get locked up, you might want to keep that in mind. No, next time about that. It's going to be next time. Take my word for it. I hope I'm a liar. I hope this is a bad call on my part, but my, my money's on the disease every time. If I bet the disease every time, I'd be a billionaire. But there's always a few sleepers out there. Let's, let's be know. glad you're not a billionaire. No kidding. Well, <laughs> that's good and bad. Huh? Oh, yeah, this is a free-for-all, by the way, fellas. But, Patrick, why don't we go around the horn real quick? You introduce yourself. All right. My name is Pat J. I'm a person in long-term recovery. Um, long-term? That's a, that's a bad what do you mean long-term? Sure. Well, I, got 20, I got 23 months. I that's considered long-term. that long-term. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. I have not arrived Pat, Pat yet. Don't smile unless you insult him. Then he'll start smiling when he gives you, <laughs> when he gives you a good answer that he knows is going to trip you up. Good, good call. I like it. So, what about you, Jordan? You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Quit playing with your vape. <laughs> can't get them in uh, Riverside. You can in Riverside. No, nah, not in Riverside. P- Pamunkey, you can't get Chesterfield. Them. Chesterfield, you get them. So, what, you want to say hello? Yeah, I'm Speak Jordan. up now. I'm Jordan. I'm an addict, and I'm in long-term recovery. No, you're not. You're a newcomer. <laughs> Why you want to lie like that, man? It's, it's week week number one. Week number one. We meant to say he's just a person seeking re- long-term recovery. That, that's what I meant. You might make it. I think you with the right people. Yeah. Pay close attention, all right? all right? Next time you decide to get a neck tattoo, see me, okay? I got some good designs in store for you. <laughs> Nathan? Oh, shoot. I mean, I don't know who I am with this crowd up, <laughs> which is what I love. Hey, I'm Nathan. Uh, I'm a person in recovery, uh, sustained recovery. I like that one. Um, for me, of course, that means every day I get an opportunity to make a decision to stay clean and sober for one more day. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to be here, well, too. That, happy that's new. exciting. Brian, yeah. I see you out there. You must be painting today. Listen to the live podcast. Don't, don't <laughs> remember straight lines, okay? And carry that wet rag with you, Jamie. Good to see you. Uh, your, your Facebook post, man, are getting kind of long, buddy. You might want to come back a little bit on us. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah, that was long. Funny. One. like a book, That was man. like a recap. I fell asleep reading it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, go ahead. Uh, my name's Alex. I am the medication and drug screen coordinator and CPRS Ooh. here at the McShim Foundation, and more importantly, a person in recovery from a substance use disorder. Happy to be here. Yeah, Always happy to be I in this room. happy to be here. Every you, time you just had a, a hiatus, yeah, so, right. I finally got back in the saddle, like uh, I think it was last week. Um, but yeah, we had like a little two week. I had a little two week, yeah, you had, you had back hiatus. You had to catch up. You, you, yeah, I had mandatory minimum time that I had to serve. Um, 
you know, no one wants to go to jail, but I was I was grateful that it was only 15 days instead of some dudes who are looking at 15 years. Yeah, you're damn right. It's a lot of a lot of perspective, yeah, for look, sure. Yeah, we're gonna be authentic today, gang. We're gonna just be real, be us, be what we do, and uh, maybe a hope shot will come out of this, right? Oh yeah. Now, George, you're the newest comer in the room, right? You you really want to recover? Yeah. Are you sure? Absolutely. Is there any sentence or paragraph you could say that would lead us to believe that you really want this way of life? Speak loud so the listeners can hear you now. I mean, where I was at before I got locked up, it was just like I was sick and tired of the way I was living. And it's it's not. It's You're not. 22, right? You never really lived as an adult in the community, have you? You never, you never really held a long job. What's the longest you had a job? Now, I'm not calling I'm not talking selling drugs now. <laughs> um, shit, maybe like a couple months. A couple months. You're going to like working at the same place for a while, earning your own money, paying your own bills. You're going to feel good about yourself. See, I tell everybody all the time, they think that drug high is good, and they want to go back to the drug high. But the recovery high, oh, my God, it's 10 times better than the drug high. And the recovery high gets bigger and bigger and better and better as time goes by. So, be be happy about that. Get excited about the recovery high. You're gonna like the recovery high, man. I'll tell you what. I get to I get to open up my bank the little app bank account on my phone on and phone? see see a green number instead of a red one. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. saying? That's I just one. got my card. Yeah. yeah. See something without a dash in front of it, man. I need to get one of the maps. Yeah, useful. I know it won't be so much of the way my phone down with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all electronic. There's no way to emails and apps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nathan, how about you? You're doing good. Well, I, you know, I have a question to follow up for you, Alex. Do you actually pay your cell phone bill on time every month? I, I'm on the family plan. Uh, that's insane to me, right? Like, I my phone doesn't get turned off these days. You know, I don't have to find and chase a Wi-Fi signal just to make a phone call like I used to do in the Uh-oh, past. We, we, we got honestly listening. <laughs> oh, we better be good. Clean up a little Clean bit. Up, yeah. No shits. Recovery high is the best <laughs> high ever. Yes, it is. Yeah. I like the recovery high. You get so high on recovery that you get so excited. You you, you laugh so hard. Some of the weaker bladder controllers, they, they actually lose a little, you know what I mean? Honestly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, man. I recently oh, got a hemorrhoid because of the recovery yeah, yeah. high. You Whoa. got a hemorrhoid high? Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Hemorrhoid high. Hey, we're getting deep and dirty quick here today, gang. <laughs> this, this, this may not be the award-winning show we were hoping for, but it's going to be entertaining, that's for sure. Patrick, what are you so happy about? Man, I'm, just, I'm happy to be clean today. Um, I don't got to be getting shot at or shooting up or any of that. Yeah. My family's in my life. I got a cool house that I'm living in right now with a bunch of guys that I can relate to that mm. feel like family. Better, and, better than a pod, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Not, no comparison. No, no, there really isn't. I mean, I don't got, I don't got fight nobody for a TV. I, Look, you get, you don't have to protect your trays, man. Yeah. yeah. You get real shanks in the recovery house. You yeah. don't get no <laughs> I mean, God, I love everything about recovery. I honestly have to pay bills today and have for food and have money left over. I bet it was the first, well, not the first time, but I pay all my year end bills this time of year and they have a little coin left over. That's a good feeling, man. I mean, I, I like that. You know, I went easy this year on the holidays. I had a budget. I actually stuck by my budget this mm-hmm. year, which is, which is hard to do. You'll have a budget one day, Julian. You'll see what I'm talking about. Budgets are good. Trust me. You know what, John? The first, this is the first time that I've ever bought my son presents. There you go. That's first I, time ever. Ever. Beautiful, good man. for you, man. I know you feel good about that. Yeah, it's a great you finally made it through Christmas. Yeah. Being the dad you're supposed to be, man. It, it, and I bet they broke them within two hours, man. Or how long. <laughs> well, that's what it's all about, man. Good for you, man. I know that's a great, great monkey get off your back, man. Sure. Because I, too, I, I didn't show up for Christmas, really, for years. And, until I got in recovery, and I remember my first Christmas in recovery, I was in the Marine Corps in the barracks. I only had a handful of friends. You know, back then, you give your buddy a pack of cigarettes for Christmas. But my first year back home out of the Marine Corps, you know, I got to bring all my seven brothers and sisters to present. My parents are present. That I really felt humanity. You know, that was a topic the other night in the meeting online was humanity was living the program, and one of the Sentences in living the program, IP, is do you feel part of humanity? Yeah. I feel part of humanity, and, and, and you just nailed it. You know? Starting to. Yeah, I'm getting there. there.
feel part of humanity. And I know Nathan, you just rode across country experience to be able to do that and and to do it legally mm. you know I, I wasn't uh wasn't wasn't escaping anything i wasn't well you know i was legally yeah, able I, to do I, it you know i got wondering which one that you had a warrant yeah. in right right yeah <laughs> i see johnny fab you're in cozumel mexico Woo! johnny well johnny last time i'm in cozumel i got montezuma revenge so <laughs> don't pay for that johnny don't drink the water. I don't care what they say, man. <laughs> it ain't safe. Debbie, good to see y'all today, man. Uh, we always met Debbie. We kind of miss you around here, you know. I In can't person, remember yeah. if you the board day or not. Yeah. Yeah, Debbie, Debbie and Ed were on the show. What uh, I saw that last I watched, week. Yeah, that's I watched it. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was great. Man. Ed, man, he could be a star, man. Yeah, we need to get Ed and Debbie. He's a sleeper. We might get them their own show, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ed and Debbie hour. <laughs> I love it. I was looking at Facebook pictures the other day, Debbie, and I saw that picture of Blake on that pony out in Tennessee. Man, I had to laugh, man. Yeah, Johnny, I see. I see you laugh out loud. You, you, you definitely got a little beginner. Mine is revenge. I know you do, man. Don't lie about it. What up, gang? Jamie, How we doing? Jamie here. Uh, Jamie Baker, he's a longtime watcher. He's been on the show, too, I think, hasn't he? Jamie says, what made each of you desi decide to give up control? And I like that because give up control. I, I what, never man? had control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the illusion is there, but, yeah, there was never really, you know, there was a grasping effort, I think. But, um. Man, getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. I mean, I know you, you hear that all the fucking time. Or excuse my language. You hear that all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I just caught on to yeah. that. I thought it was a normal group. Then all of a sudden I realized Patrick can't control. Yeah, right? There you go. You spend two years in a pod. You see what happens? Uh, I know. They start cussing like much, a sailor. Ain't nothing of a program in that pod. They're really, yeah, it's not existing Where were you at? Uh, I started my time at Rappahannock, then I ended up in VPRJ, Virginia Peninsula. Oh, Virginia. good for you. A little touring. I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did a little tour there. Well, John, make sure you follow all directions when you go diving today and don't touch those electric eels either. Debbie, we miss you too, man. That's for sure. Back to you, Jamie. You know, the first thing in control I had to give up was use it. I couldn't use anything no matter what. I had to surrender to win. And when I realized, you know, the benefits of surrendering that drug use, it made it easier to give up control of other things. But being a man, you know, there's certain things we're just not wired to give up control over, especially if you get married. You know, it's like <laughs> you fight to the death over simple stuff. I can't explain it, man. But but I, I think I'm pretty good at letting go of things. What do you think, Nathan? I'm a good letter goer. Uh, uh, do I think you're good at letting things go? <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. The the more I get to know you, you know, I, I you have a you have a, a reputation that precedes you, and I love that you have that reputation because I get to know you. You know, I get to be with you on a regular basis and learn and grow and all the things. So, you know, whatever that I love, I just love that you keep doing what you do. Yeah, you were complimenting me earlier for talking <laughs> that. You. Normally, you would have done that a year ago. Oh hell no! I would have walked. I, what, did I, I quit. Didn't I like the first week, second yeah, week, or yeah, something? Yeah. The, the older we get, the more mature we get. The more the more more knowledgeable, the more wise we get, the more we catch up to our peers and our elders. That's what that is, man. Like Jordan over here, he's thinking, what are they talking about? Man? What do you mean get that to, man? Jordan, how's he going to get laid tonight? Jordan. <laughs> now, Nathan, we're trying to keep it clean. Year in, we've done good all year. I got Debbie listening. You know, we got, we're going to keep it kind of clean, but after this show, come see me, Jordan. I'll give you some pointers. But, <laughs> but I, I can't let my secrets out on air because well, I can't sell them out. I, I can tell you one secret. The women are better out here than they are in jail. Yeah. That, that would be true. But coming from you, that's kind of odd. You're going to like recovery relationships. Let's leave it at that. Uh, you, you'll, like, you'll, you'll love them. You, then you'll learn to hate them. Then you'll be like, what have I done? And then you, it's a cycle you go through over and over and over. Jamie, why haven't you been on the show? That, that's got to be, hey, hey we got to get Jamie on the show one day. I, I thought, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we'll have a word count. We'll have to limit his wordage. Oh, shit. You know, Shoot. so and there you go again, man. <laughs> hey, James, we got it. But next show we do, I'm going to see two of you on it, man. We love Jamie. He's a wonderful dude. Jamie Christopher Baker. Great guy.
Every organization should have one. Although you did dump ice cold water on me. I really don't appreciate <laughs> that, man. That happened. I don't know. Man, Jamie just said, hey, would you like us to dump water on you? Make, you know, raise some money for VAR? I said, sure. We did okay that day, I thought. I think I agree with Jamie on Speak up, boy. Having some people go back to jail for 24 hours to remind them what they right. Do. I would love to have the ability to have you guys have a choice to stay clean or a choice to go back to jail for a touch-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's a wonderful tool to have. Unfortunately, they, they don't Sometimes you got to do both. Sometimes both, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a great tool. I don't think jail should be the uh, cure-all, end-all for addiction, but it damn sure helps change some minds quick. Mm-hmm. Real yeah, quick, I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> yeah, but then again, Jamie, if we put recovery people in charge of the uh, recovery system, we wouldn't have near, you know, the size of the criminal justice system we got, or these other special interest industries. I think there lies the problem. We got to be about money, I guess, man. Hmm. Somehow we got to become a special interest. Hmm. How do you do that? I have no idea. I don't know by now if I'd have figured that out. It's hard to sell something you give away. Mm. It's hard to give money to get somewhere when you know you're doing so much good. I I just don't know. I ain't got the answer to everything. Well, that's what the guys last week were saying. It's like being able to kind of come up with a, a a unified professional, you know, presentation on Capitol Hill in the same way. Planned Parenthood, NRA, same way. All those. People are taking seriously. Why isn't recovery taking it seriously? I just think the stigma, and at the end of the it's, day, stigma is still insurmountable. Strong. Well, it's hard when the media is against you. Yeah, the media—they think they're on your side, but they don't realize half of their media reporting makes everything worse. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they're pouring salt on the wound. Now, if we had accurate, truthful, consistent media coverage on the recovery epidemic, on how cool recovery is, and how good the recovery high is. If we had commercials really explaining the recovery high instead of the, the drug and the alcohol commercials, you know, we're fighting that. We don't have those budgets. You know, I, I heard once where, don't quote me exactly on the numbers, but, you know, 500 million a year is used on lobbying, you know, for these products, goods, and services that are killing us. Yet we don't, as a nation, spend 5 million a year, you know, trying to lobby good policies for recovery and addiction. So, you know, we got we got issues in those departments. Hmm. Yes, honestly, we do commercials. We do. Yeah, we do them all the time. Big same commercials. Really? Man, you guys are a lively bunch today. I think George <laughs> over here up head, man. I saw a commercial for NA the other day. It was more yeah, like a PSA. Cool service announcement. Yeah. I love Years ago, we used to do them. We, we did them a lot. But there again, you know, consistent messaging is important, you know. And I know McShane does a really good job at consistent, positive messaging. Oh, yeah. I said, wow, we got the award-winning podcast. Thank you, Alex and Nathan and Todd. I yeah. mean, I would, I would even argue, Todd. though, I would even argue that maybe, you know, nobody outside, I don't even know if this is correct grammar, but no one outside of recovery really knows what recovery is. Yeah. You yeah. know, some do. Some, some of the family members whose children are recovering, they, they get it. But you're right. Mainstream. I would I would consider family though in recovery because they're in recovery along with the with the individuals that are in recovery. But on a broader scale, if we're only like seven percent of the nation, maybe that might be why our voices are so small. So we just gotta beat the drum a little louder. So. You know, Jamie, Jamie, you said we need to get a stigma event together that has all the right people invited and the right media watching that we are. Notice, maybe we need a TV show to follow us. Well, Jamie, here, here lies the problem. <laughs> People want to buy drama and chaos. People really don't want to buy simple quality recovery. But, McShen, we've been doing events for 16 straight years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done hundreds of events. We've had the right people. We've had national media coverage. We've had politicians out the butt here. I mean, we, we do that consistently, and the more consistent we all do that, the slower, you know, we can get the stigma reduced. But when we stop doing these events, then we got to start all over again. But you're right, Jamie. We do we do a lot of events. Remember, you're kind of new to the dance here, so you really don't know what we've been doing for 16 years. we got two hallways of, you Covered. know, 
of coverage, you know, media coverage and whatnot. But see, every every day, like take the COVID, for example, every day, all day long, COVID, COVID, COVID. And they got, you know, they 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 abandoned policies and threw money at it. Well, if they did that to recovery, if every day they had recovery, 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 if they abandoned policies and threw money at it, man, this stuff goes away. 50% reduction within 12 months, the impact addiction has on our community. Plain and simple, hands down. Guaranteed. But that would mean a 50% reduction in criminal justice size. Uh, a lot of these public safety agencies would be reduced. A lot of these Anybody that anybody that's making money off addiction, making money off black markets, legal money, which is, you know, probably 20 percent of our economic engine in America. You know, people, they're just not ready for that. You know, you go, they're going to take money and profits over what's right every day of the week, man. And they're going to justify it, rationalize it and make it OK. And that, that's what we see in our society today. So people like us, you young guys, Jordan, 22 years old. Man, you got 50 years worth of advocacy in front of you. You chase advocacy like you chase your drug dealer. You you ain't going to miss, you know. Plus, you'll be a legend one day. Yeah. Yeah, legend with the bad neck tattoo, man. I love it, man. We'll <laughs> get that covered up. We'll put a nice Marine Corps tattoo on his neck, man. Followed up with Army soldiers on each end holding on. Might get a sailor on the back. <laughs> You guys are funny today. Man. <laughs> well, we, you know, we we're keeping up with what uh, is being put up here. So, the truth is, Jamie says, the truth is that people won't listen to what recovery is until it hits home for them. And I, I agree with you, Jamie, but I do think it's also incumbent upon us in the recovery community to define what recovery is. You know, to to not let others define who we are. And and you know, I'm I'm defining what recovery means for me. You know, with help from other people, obviously, but. When I define recovery for other people outside of recovery, right? Yeah, tattoo, uh, tell us his story, man. <laughs> he, he can't go into detail, Jamie, because oh. there's a lot of stuff he can't talk about on the air, man. <laughs> Everything from sex capades to drug deals, to <laughs> things he had to do. And jail time. Jail time. and <laughs> You know, I come to the conclusion Jordan loves jail food, man. Oof. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Jesus bread and sweat and, meat, huh? And he loves the relationship <laughs> material that they got in jail, man. No. No. Well, then why do you keep going, man? It's hard out here. It's hard, ain't it? It's hard to be responsible. What's hard? Yeah, good question. Yeah, quick. Good. We don't like dead air time. Dead. Doing things other people's way. Doing things other people's I'm so, way. I'm so used to doing things my way. Okay. How's your way working? Your, your way is... Your way is jail, jail food, and jail boyfriends. Nah, Our way is recovery living, real, real boyfriends, <laughs> positive bank accounts. I mean, we 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 ate I ate chili dog today. You know, I, I didn't eat what they served right. me, man. Recovery's attractive, man. If they had a camera over there in the recovery house that I'm living at, and when we're playing spades, yeah, we still play spades and everything like that. But you know, it's attractive. We cook together, we eat together, we laugh together, we tell each other, you know, we cry together, and we we, we do everything together, and it's amazing, man. You, you go out back and have a nice little fire on a cold night, yeah. And smoke, smoke cigarettes and cigars around a fire, yeah. Can't do that in that pod. A real cigarette, not a boofed cigarette. A real yeah, cigarette. You know, did you? Did you? Uh, when was the last time you ate a swole? Yeah, Kelly, you're right, man. A documentary on recovery, rather than to sober living, a real one though, not that Hollywood drama. That would be awesome. <laughs> real life recovery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we done a few uh, trailer films. You know, we we done some good, cool stuff here. We've had producers and directors come from all over the country, do some uh, sizzle reels out of McShin, and it's just you know. Netflix, you know, they they want the next best drama, man. They yeah. they just want something, and and I think a lot of the shows you see centered around recovery, uh, that you know some of them that you know they they got a twist on them that I'm not proud of. You know, some of them are pretty cool, but some of them aren't. So, you know, well, you will see mainstream recovery in you know big TV, big you know miniseries mm -hmm. and document. You you're gonna see a lot more of that. It's coming. There's a cool one out now. We're supposed to screen here. Somebody out on the West Coast made a pretty cool movie about a woman that helped a lot of people. We'll do a screen. So there is some stuff out there. We just cool. need more. You know, every night, every night of the week, there's a there's a crime drama you yeah. know show on TV. You know, we need a recovery show. 
couple of few of them to choose from. When they start winning the Oscars, you know, that I guess when we we know we've arrived. Well, you know, what what this tells me is that it's important for us to continue to tell our stories in a meaningful way. And not not just for the for the cameras, but like when I go to the store and I'm talking to people, you know, when I talk to my landlord because I pay my rent and I have a house, you know, that I rent, you know, I talk to my landlord about recovery and what that means to me. You know, when I talk to my family, I talk about recovery. When I talk to my doctors, I talk about recovery. So so we are the walking documentaries. Nobody wants to watch a show about me paying my taxes and living my life, you know. Like I'm like I'm supposed to do and doing the things, but like I'm happy today, you know. Well, I, Jamie, Jamie just reminded that they 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 doing some documentary work as we speak mm. in some places here, but I'm not going to blow your cover, Jamie. <laughs> uh, but Debbie, you're right, man. You you have seen some progress. We've seen some stigma reduction progress, and we're going to keep seeing more. And I'm very proud of McShen the way we stepped up during COVID and we kept this content rolling and going. But I will remind our listeners: there's a great documentary out there. The anonymous people by Greg Williams, you know, that's always a, a favorite on a snowy day to watch it. We'll have to show that to you one day. One day. One day. We made that an inside hope. Todd got a great video we shot of RSW mm-hmm. jail, the, the work we do up there, the reentry process. And, you know, I keep telling Todd, let's make some more, man, while you're here. Instead of doing what Todd wants to do, how about what we shouldn't want you to do, man? I mean, what a concept. Honesty, honesty had a comment up there that said, uh, you know, well, because I made the comment about beating the drum, and she said, uh, keep on beating, keep on, or get to beating, get to beating Todd. But this is where punctuation comes into <laughs> yes. play. Punctuation, <laughs> Todd, because you know, that's not like a dictionary word or a Google right. word, man. As as you read this, you I'm know, look there, it up on Urban Dictionary. There should, be a comma, there should be a comma there because otherwise, you guys are going to start ganging up on me just in the studio. So. <laughs> Urban Dictionary. What do you call that word? Uh, punctuation. 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 Punk. P. Punk. Punk. P- How do you spell Jordan knows that. P U N C K. Punctuation. No K. P U N C. T U A. U A T I O N. Yes, sir. I love Urban Dictionary. Let's see here. It says. Do you get their word of the day calendar? I feel like that'd be something up your alley. Oh, Oh, yeah, I see it. It says words I can't use, though. It's a key part of everyday writing. Otherwise, the phrase, I help my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even read it, man. It's so bad. Honestly, you're going to have to close your ears. Oftentimes, punctuation is critically lacking online, not to mention spelling. Oh, hey, oh, yeah, I got it. Something about Jack and a horse, though. I mean, yeah, all right. I mean come on, man. <laughs> oh, I, you set me off. <laughs> that was not what I was implying, but Jamie, <laughs> best way you can reach people in jail is go and get sentenced, man. Do a little time up in there and make <laughs> some real friends, man. Hey, I 12 subs, 12 subs, somebody that was in jail. They're That's here right now. There. God got a plan when you go to jail. Yeah. Go one next time you go back. Carry that message of hope, my brother. Yeah. Don't don't reconnect with dope. Carry hope. Alex, what are you doing, man? Checking your vapor? I'm thinking. No, we're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan's happy. Well, John, you keep like, you know, we talk about stigma all the time on this show. Stigma. Mm. And 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 we talk about the anonymous people and, and the importance of like, is it possible? Even to begin with, for me to like recover in anonymity while breaking stigma at the exact same time, well, because that's why people that's, that's the main the obstacle film, to the purpose of the film. Yeah. The 23 million Americans in recovery, 23 million Americans need recovery, and another 50 million Americans that are family members. That's overall, that's 100 million people. We should be talking about the benefits of recovery every single day, all day long. So when these little kids grow up, they will know that it's okay if you got a problem to go get help. I mean, that's the, the, the kids ain't asking. They're not being trained to ask. That's what one thing I hate about prevention. It's always shame on you, bad on you. Don't do this. Don't do that. They don't say, hey, look, you know, 10% of you are going to get addiction one day. And when you do, this is what, what the help's going to look like. And you go get it. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. So. Mm-hmm. That's where it begins. We got to educate our kids that, you know, you reduce stigma in kids. When they grow up to be adults, there won't be no more stigma, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. And and we got 
three, four hundred years worth of stigma items on which to reflect on and what it takes to make mass change in this country. So stigma begins with the kids and the, and the parents of those kids. So, I mean, when I was a kid, we, you know, we had Smokey the Bear and we, we, we had this one commercial where Native American was rowing a canoe in the Pittsburgh River and, and it was like burning on fire and the pollution was so bad. But these, the, the kids after me were raised to save the world, save the planet, you know, don't litter, you know, be nice to animals, be nice to Mother Nature, you know. So we got roadmaps on how to do this. <clears throat> we just aren't doing it for addiction or substance use disorders. Right. Yeah, I mean, you look at like, like, I think that's a great example. My little brother and his generation don't smoke cigarettes because of the truth campaign. Yeah. And uh like my like my daughter, you know, they recycle. Yeah. What is that? I mean, you know, so they learn don't litter, you recycle, you take care of the planet. And there's other illnesses. Like I remember breast cancer. I had four sisters and a mother. And, you know, they didn't talk about breast cancer growing up. But now you see women, you know, wearing t shirts, you know. The NFL goes pink. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the entire so, month. So there's other illnesses that got great models. Modeling is what it's called. We can model after, and we, and we try to, but there always seems to be funding, donors, uh, certain advertisers don't want it on their on the stuff they pretty much own. You know, certain media outlets won't won't talk about it because it interferes with their advertisers and their special interests. So. A lot of work to do all the way around, man. Sure. And plus the infighting between the different factions inside the recovery movement. You know, we talk about, you know, anonymity versus being out with our stories. And my, you know, anonymity to me means, you know, I am not a representative of a 12 step fellowship. So I we, don't discuss. Recovery people got a lot of shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a, that's a great example. So, some people who think, oh, I'm entitled to my anonymity, some people who are like, MAT isn't recovery, some people who are like, jail time isn't recovery. I mean, there's a consistent lines in the sand that are drawn. Set of short covers yeah. yeah. Defects at work. So, like, do we all have to come to an agreement on the fact that like jail time counts, MAT counts, or are people just going to be, you know, well, Old heads and non-progressive it's, it's, it's forever. It's pretty sad McCain agreed that, you know, recovery should be the epidemic, not substance use disorders, you know. That's a good starting point. Yeah, I agree. You know, so I I, I, I think we do a, a great job mending fences, building coalitions, collaboration. I mean, but you got to remember, these we're all human. Mm -hmm. You know, one person's ceiling might be another person's roof, you know, or floor. So, <laughs> Patrick, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm just trying. To, I'm, I'm actually on the on the, the kids thing still, and I mean, I, I'm trying to go back into my childhood where it was just a chapter in health class. I mean, and it, it was passed over that quickly. Really, I, I didn't grow up with addict parents. I didn't grow up knowing what alcohol was, what drugs were, and once it took a hold of me and I started doing these things, it's like I didn't know what to do about it. It just went downhill real quick, so I went into hiding. Yeah, well, I you think know? they should let me do. Middle school drug education class, and now we'll have some language Absolutely, come in there. Totally agree. But for an old guy, I believe I could rattle some cages and at least have them chasing down recovery <laughs> when they get there. Yeah, yeah. At least know what to do when when that happens, instead of like signing a piece of paper that says I'll never do drugs again, so I can get a free pizza. Like <laughs> that, that's just a platform <laughs> that doesn't heck fucking of a motivator work. For just kids. say no. Yeah, Sarah, yeah. you got a good point. Mental health in general, shaming and blaming, and misery. Stop. Yeah, we get it, but good Lord, Sarah, there's a we got a lot of different categories within the mental health realm, and uh, you know, just by nature, the people we deal with and the issues that they bring to the game. You know, we in in our own circles. If you if you look back at the history, you take AA for example. And then NA got started because, you know, the addicts were discriminated against in the alcohol yeah. meetings and the shaming and blaming that took place back then. Like, my disease is better than your disease. And, right. then, and, and, and there is a continuation of that. But fortunately, yeah. I I'll give SAMS a lot of credit. About 15 years ago, they really picked up on that. And that's when they sort of went down that multiple pathways of recovery, honor and respect anybody, whatever mm -hmm. pathway you're on, so forth and so on. And, uh, you know, overall, that's a really good thing. But I do think there's such a thing as, you know, trying to be over politically correct on some of these things, you know, because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very proud of my, my clean time. But like I said, I don't want that to mean anybody's other recoveries any less than mine. It's just the language that suits me and my fellowship, you know, so. 
You know, that's why I think we need these pathways. I, I would love to see someone be more vocal, more outgoing, more open, you know, because I think there's a lot of legitimacy to a lot of these pathways, too. Well, John, that's part of like what I was asking earlier is like, is there a foundational difference between how you recover and how you advocate for recovery? You know what I'm yeah, saying? I mean, yeah. like, so you're clearly not anonymous in your own recovery. Right. But I feel like I have to respect that other people want to. Yeah, Debbie, how we catch these folks upstream before it's a problem. Well, Debbie, the starting point is is catching people that want to be caught first. Mm. Meaning if you ask for help, we need the capacity to be there to help those people. And that's where we're going to create our capacity catching the rest of them upstream. But you know, I love going to correctional programs and facilities and starting programs and really being that hope shot that the guys and girls need in there. So I think if we invest a lot of time and energy and resources in the captive audiences, you might, I guarantee you, man, we, we can really catch a lot of those people. But these kids, these prevention programs in, in grade school, middle school, high school, we, we have got to retool our prevention efforts in those areas, too, because you catch a lot of those folks, too, before they, they get going good. Folks, I got to bail out here personally because I got a 3 o'clock Zoom that Nathan here is actually in charge of. <laughs> but I think I'm going to just duck out here. Nathan will be ducking out shortly because he needs to prepare for the 3 o'clock meeting. But Alex and Jordan and Excuse me, Patrick, y'all can roll here at least till 3 o'clock. We need the Zoom bandwidth at 3 o'clock. There's <laughs> always so, priorities. Gang, happy new year. Uh, I'm, I guess I'll see y'all, hear from y'all next year, if not sooner. And it's always a pleasure to be on the show, man. John, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, yeah, thank man. you. Really appreciate you, man. Nope. I'm going to go turn it on, but I want no dead mic time. Don't now. dead mic time here. No dead air. I'm going to squeeze through this microphone. I like this microphone. It's, it's got after hours. You can come sit with me, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I'm not scaring you, am I, Jordan? <laughs> so so I'm glad you uh, I'm glad John brought that up as he was leaving here. So the Recovery Advocacy Project, the Virginia Re Recovery Advocacy Project is uh, meeting today at three o'clock. And many of you stalwart stalwart. That's your word of the day. Stalwart stalwart is that on Urban Dictionary as well. It, it may be on Urban Dictionary. I don't think you should look it up, though. It's probably something completely <laughs> probably don't ever, don't ever use the Urban Dictionary in place of Webster's. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't use anything other than the Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to be very snobby about this. That is what you want to use. It is also good for beating somebody upside the head because I speak it's American, not 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 English. <laughs> you know, I, fun, true story. I use the word "oi" all the time, or at least I used to anyway. And everybody said, you know, or not everybody, but one person asked me, said, "Wait, are you are you Jewish?" And I said, "Well, as a matter of fact, no, I'm not. Why would you say that?" And it's like, "Well, because you say oi." I said, "Well, I'm also not English." like Australian or so, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Oi, Mike. Oi. Oi. Well, Oi is, you know, uh, but anyway. Um, the Virginia Recovery Advocacy Project is meeting today at 3 o'clock. It is an open listening session for all in, in people interested in joining the recovery advocacy movement. Uh, we're discussing issues that are pertinent to Virginia right now, right here. Uh, January 13th, the General Assembly starts its shortened 30-day session and will be advocating we will be advocating for a lot of things going forward but we have a lot of things that are going to be put into the pipeline that we can do right away to help in the recovery community so it's also important because next year is an election year for the entire house of delegates and for the well the the uh, general uh, excuse me the attorney general the lieutenant governor and the governor so we have some big changes next year that are going to happen um this is where our voices get heard. This is why, you know, we talk about the anonymous people. And I, I think about anonymity in the 12-step in the fellowships. And I understand I don't represent a 12-step fellowship. And I never will say that I do. That, to me, is very, very important. And my recovery goes beyond a 12-step fellowship. So I, and I, I would think anybody, actually, I won't speak for other people. My personal recovery personally demands that I use more than a 12-step fellowship. And I do. And I, I get, you know, I get fairly decent results. I'm happy and I'm not out there using one day at a time. And that's mm -hmm. a really freaking awesome thing. I also get to help people on a daily basis. So 
I continue to learn how to tell my story and I continue to help empower others to tell their story. Because when we tell our story, you know, really we're telling stories about, yeah, getting over things, but we're telling stories about, you know, getting back into society and becoming acceptable, responsible, productive members of that society. You know, those aren't the drama filled nonsense stories that you want to put on TV all the time necessarily, which, you know, that's a good thing to me. You know, I don't want to watch stories about crazy. I know crazy. I lived crazy. I participated and encouraged crazy when I was in active addiction. Today, I participate and encourage calm and serenity. And these are things that I aspire to, you know, quieting my mind and living a more peaceful and relaxed life. And, and you know, some might even consider that boring. I don't care. <laughs> you, know? you know, at the end of the day, I get to go home and I get to, to say, you know what, this is what I did really well today. And, you know, this is what I effed up. And, and I get to get up in the morning and make a, de make a decision to stay, you know, sober one more day, you know, and actually say, hey, what can I do today to improve on what I effed up yesterday? Some days I actually do improve on. Some days I don't. But you know what? I get to do the process over one more time. So if you want to join that conversation, Todd has graciously put that comment in the uh, 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 the link to that comment in the, uh, um, I don't know. There we go. In the in the. There he go. It's actually, Words. it's actually in the comments. Thank so you. People can click on it directly. They can register through the Bitly link, nice. and that'll take you right for the three o'clock. So it's at three o'clock today. Make sure you register ASAP. So and and actually, with that, I am gonna I am gonna dip out. Your world bounce. I am because we got fifteen minutes before that starts, and I yeah, I want to go. You know, maybe uh, use the restroom. Get we'll myself catch up a, with the right and then uh, see you yeah. on. And feel free, uh, Thank you for joining us, Pat and awesome, Jordan. Man. If you want to pop in over there and sit and and listen to the the, the chatter, if you That's want to after that, sure. yeah, Come, no. yeah, and Alex too, of course, you know, and Todd. Um, Jeopardy later. Yeah, we'll play. Well, we'll play Jeopardy after the, you know, <laughs> in the middle of the conference. <laughs> Computer, play Jeopardy. Oh gosh. I wonder you're if not you're on mute. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace out, brothers and sisters. I will see you all later. All right. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Man, that was awesome. Um, hey, one thing you did bring up, Nathan, and, and you can go do your thing. I know you're busy. But um, one thing that I aspired to do when I was in early recovery was just wake up to a cup of coffee. Like, it may seem, like, silly and, and little and, you know, like it wouldn't matter to anybody. But I was so sick and tired of waking up, like, having to do certain things to get the next one in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I just – yeah. What? And it's not Kiwi coffee. And not, yeah, exactly. Not some instant Kiwi coffee. That's mm -hmm. terrible. But yeah, that was that was one of the weirdest parts. Like when I, when I was in jail, that like the closest I felt to being at home was doing a crossword puzzle, drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, Kiwi like, was important. Yeah, that, <laughs> and and that's like the weird thing is I don't even drink coffee like that often, but it just gave me some sort of semblance of not being alone. Yeah, or in jail is kind of just like at peace. Yeah, yeah. I can do totally relate. I did the uh, Sudoku puzzles in the back or mm -hmm. whatever, and I don't read the newspaper anymore, but, uh, you know, it was nice because it gave me a sense of actually being out in the community again, which, I mean, it's like the little things that matter when, you, when you're in there, like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, anything that resembles home. <laughs> well, I also, I, I also think that um, that's like what making my bed does for me, too. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I didn't every single day because sometimes you sleep very sporadically. When you're, when you're locked up, mm -hmm. but I, um, I tried to make my bed every morning, even not living in housing. I still make my bed every morning and it's kind of like my little gratitude check with my higher power real quick. Is that, is that, is that something that is very similar to your experience with, you know, having a cup of coffee, eating breakfast? I mean, I feel like everyone has certain rituals throughout oh, yeah. their day that whether they even call it that like a gratitude check or a connection with a higher power is just like, I do this. Maybe I can't even explain to you why I do it, but I do it. Yeah. Do you I, have, do you still have those things? Oh, I definitely do. And I, I mean, I, I guess I call it something different. It's the same, same thing. I call it grounding. I mean, it ground mm. grounds me in my recovery that I can do these things like make a bed. Um, I always do the same thing in the morning. I wake up, I, I, go out before I make my bed. Actually, I will admit that I go get some coffee and then I come back up to bed, make it. And then I, I do a little writing of just reflecting and cool. really something that became more important to me than anything was having a, a notebook and a pen. And I mean, I, I made sure I was the pen guy. Like I had, I got your pens, bro. Um, because it, it, it pulled me out of where I was, 
So, and, and that was important to me. And it is now it pulls me out of where I am. It pulls me out of my head and gets me to reflect on how I'm feeling, what my goals are, what I'm trying to accomplish for that day. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to the minuscule things like, you know, I'm going to go buy some broccoli today for today's dinner. Like that I accomplished something mm-hmm. and that's important to me. It gives me that little bit of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a dopamine hit kind of, I mean, sure. really, you know, I did something good. And with the bed thing, I get to come back to a neat place. Something yeah, that's and, organized. And, and, and it, it's good, especially in your position, because you've recently gained a little bit of responsibility yeah. at that house in a very short time. So people watch how you operate and say, that's how I'm supposed to do shit around here. Isn't that a trip, man? I get out of jail in two weeks. They <laughs> I'm a house manager. And, and you got some responsibility because, because, <laughs> You, you, you walk the walk, you talk the talk and you know, I've, I've seen that around here a lot. Like when I came in, I was a house leader after like three weeks. Cause I was coachable. I went to groups and I was positive. Like that's, and, and there was a, an opportunity for it. It's not like that stuff doesn't, a lot of times people think it's given to you, but it's stuff that you earn, yeah. you know, that's a role and a responsibility in which you can help other people. Um, how do you feel about it? Is is it intimidating? Is it scary? Is it? Do you even think about it often? Like what? What has I don't know. Okay, this so newfound role given you this last time. Okay, so I, this is not the first time I've been to McShin. Um, it, this is actually the third time I've been to McShin. The first time I went, to, I needed a more clinical edge to okay. things, so I went and did that. I came back the second time on bond, and I, I needed to go to jail. And that's why that's hence the two years. Mm -hmm. And I came back and, um, so this time, uh, well, let me rewind last time they offered me the position immediately. Yes. I mean, without even thinking twice about it. Yes. And it was an ego trip and I'm not going to lie about that. Like it's, it gave me my power back, right? Control. Yeah. Control control other people again. Exactly. So you go here, I became the director like Mm -hmm. of, of the puppet show. Right. Um, this time I, I, I told the people that asked me and I, I was very grateful that they saw in me that I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for this recovery thing, man. And I got to eat. And that, that's how I tell it to people. It's like, I'm going to eat, man. I'm going to get my recovery. I'm going to talk to people. Um, I'm going to do everything that's suggested of me, even if I don't really like doing it. And most of the time I don't like doing sure. it, but you know, it beats the alternative, you know? Um, but this time I, I asked my sponsor, I'm, I'm part of a 12 step group. So I, you know, I have a sponsor and I utilized them. Mm-hmm. I asked him, I asked other people in recovery, what they thought about it. They asked me, you know, do a pros and cons for it. And, uh, pros outweighs so, the cons. Because it's, <laughs> it's like stuff that, like that exact answer, do a pros and cons list. It's something that always crossed my mind. And I'd be like, that's so corny. It really is, you know what right? I'm saying? But it works. It does. And I never thought about doing that. And that's why I utilize a simple, like asking people, because I don't think about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It may seem rudimentary, but it's not. Like I don't, in my everyday life, think of, well, let's do a pros and cons list. Well, I, you know? I, I think things that are corny and cliche are that way for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. So you've been here for over uh, a little over a week now. We checked in with you last week. Yep. I want to know, um, before we wrap up, what did you learn in the last week? Ooh. So you weren't an assistant house leader last week, and now you are. Yeah. That's one thing. What? Give me some things that you learned in the last week. I'm I'm sorry, guys, but y'all are like herding cats, man. <laughs> oh, herding cats? You're herding cats, man. But they, cats that like to do heroin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean it's it's but man it's so rewarding honestly to see these guys grow and i'm growing along with them so it's like people coming out of their shells mm-hmm. uh we got a new guy that came in a couple days ago and he was just he didn't talk he was quiet he, he didn't want to share in groups or nothing and he's really like he started singing the other day i mean you know it's it's seeing those little simple things that make it worth it yeah me. the more and more time i spend with him the more he comes out of the shell yeah and 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 the fact that the house has kind of rallied around bringing each other out of their shell mm-hmm. is something that i don't see with a lot of groups of people a, a lot of a lot of groups that i've seen at that house is stay in my lane try to get some tail make sure I don't go back to jail. Like those are, those are the three priorities in reverse order. You know what I'm saying? And we still have those priorities, but at the same time, we got a little bit more. But but what, what, what I've seen with the group that, that you've helped and that's at that house right now, it's make sure that we all 
all of us like stay clean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I've seen y'all look out for each other in a way that I don't, I don't see a lot of groups in that house. And it's, it's beautiful to see and watch you uh, be a part of. And, you know, Kevin does a good job over there too. Kevin's amazing. So it's, it's not like, you know, and again, the thing is, you know, it is a group of people. So it's not, you know, a house leader and assistant house leader coming down on everyone else. And then everyone rallying around y'all all hold each other accountable on a, on a, on a basis, like a daily basis. And if not hourly basis, like that's, what's cool is, is you don't have to have a title or some sort of like given responsibility to be responsible. No. Is that what you've Absolutely. I get called on my, my BS all the time. And I ask yeah. them, I mean, I, I encourage them to do it because that's what I need. I mean, I'm, I'm still a person in recovery too. Like this isn't, you know, I, I didn't get elected into a, a position or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is a mutual thing. I, it's very real. I could die too, just as yeah. well as somebody else could in the house. But that's why, you know, I love the guys I'm with They're They are my family and I will keep up with them. Hopefully. Um, for a long time to come so mm-hmm. i mean that's important man yeah call me on my bs please do please it. yeah you too like if I you see me people. in the hallway and I, like- I, I still need to be held accountable all the time man and i hold myself accountable um more more than other people might um and that comes with my disease so um last thing is what what is your um we might do another one of these next week is that the game plan todd uh, yeah, actually. So when we first started the this with the newcomers uh, to the to the foundation, we basically were following them for four weeks. So it's like a check in every yeah. week. Today kind of got hijacked. Uh, and <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's cool. It, and it went out, you know. So next week, uh, you know, we'll do a third one. Good. You know, next week, and then the following week. Good. You know, we'll do a follow up. But yeah. So yeah. So so I, I guess <laughs> what, what what I wanted to ask now is is uh, I might not ask this every week, but um, what's your game plan going forward? Are you planning on staying for two years? Are you stay, planning on staying for 28 days and bouncing? Like, what's what's the future look like for you right now, Pat? I'm taking it easy, man. I really, I, I wish I could answer that question, but I'm kind of rolling with the punches right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a firm believer that God's going to put in my path what I need to have in my path. So, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I, when I can get it, you know, obviously I want all the cool stuff, like the car, the house, the, the girlfriend, you know, I want custody of my son back, like mm-hmm. all those things, but God will give me those things when I am ready. So for now, there are no plans on leaving. Not really. Okay. I like machine. Y'all. All right. There you go. <laughs> You're all right, man. <laughs> Y'all are good with me. We're just a group of people like, like made of yous and, and different versions of you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why I love this place. So yeah, I look forward to wrapping up next week or, or continuing next week. For sure. um, this did kind of get away from us, but I'm glad that we got to spend some quality time together. Yeah. That was nice, even yeah. if it is on uh, on a podcast. Todd, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for everything. Thanks, Todd. Thank you for coming on again, Pat. Thank you to Nathan, John, Jordan. Um, it's really, really beautiful having this many people just laughing around the table. It's cool to cool to watch. So. Um, This has been Getting the Herd. Peace out.